Hello and welcome to another episode of the Brothers 3 Podcast for Wednesday, July 18, 2018. And how you doing, fam? I say, how you doing, fam? How you living that best life? How you doing the mostest of what you got? I hope so. I really hope so. Me? He gonna work it out Best way he can The only way he know how You know Slow process But we slowly getting better Just a little bit One day at a time Because Oh yeah Indubitably <laughs> ah, Mr. Willie Hutch If you'd be so kind Right between the eyes Mm. Yeah. Brothers gonna work it out. Brothers gonna work it out. Brothers gonna work it out. Hello and welcome to another episode of Brothers Three Podcast for Wednesday, July eighteenth, two thousand eighteen. You know, I just realized I say it twice. Like, why I say it twice? I don't know. Just in case the music and my my melodious voice and the the instrumentation through y'all, then you can hear what day it actually is, I guess, right? That's cool. So, um, where is brother number, (laughs) where's brother number two at? Hey, kid, where's your bro at? You don't even know. You don't even know. Uh, (laughs) brother number two, uh, is currently teaching, uh, him, and Scrooge McDuck, him and Scrooge McDuck, they are in the Mediterranean Sea. And right now, they've taken kids from uh, countries, the, the part of the country, the landlocked part. So let's say the continent of Africa, like right there in the middle where there's no water at all, like in the, that, that, that chunk. They've taken those kids, right? They've taken those kids and they've taken them to the Mediterranean Sea to teach them life-saving yacht lessons. That's their way of giving back, you know, and really Scrooge McDuck don't need a yacht. Like if things go bad, you know, Scrooge McDuck can jump in the water like I'm out of here. You know, that's not that's not a Scottish accent. Hey, forget this. I'm out of here. And he jumps in the water, swims to safety. Uh, Those kids, though, they my brother, brother number two, he's teaching them how to be good uh, service on the boat. Little little boy, when you bring the 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 blankets, if they are not folded like swans, you might be thrown overboard. And the little kid's like, I've never seen a swan before. That's not my problem. Yeah. Or he telling them, This is the paring fork. It's used to open mussels and shallots. And the little boy's like, What are mussels and shallots? Sea, sea, seafood. And he's like, but I, I don't, I've never seen the sea before, besides now. Like, well, it's a bad plan. It's, it's, it's a brother, big brother's big sister plan, but rich people, and rich people are very much out of touch. Now, where's brother number three at? Where's brother number three at? That's, I think that was an old uh, nursery rhyme song or something. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> brother number three, right? In preparation for the glorious return of 
I'm sorry, not the glorious return, the glorious introduction of Space Force. They've had to do some real world simulations. You can't just go up there and don't know what you're doing. You know, you got to get on the ground training now. But the military budget has been cut severely. So they got to get creative. I think I saw that they had got a whole bunch of bouncy houses, right? Bouncy houses. And then they had the, the new soldiers, they put motorcycle helmets on them so they could they would simulate a space helmet. And then they put football shoulder pads on them. And that was to simulate the bulkiness of space armor because everyone knows it's going to be heavy. But jokes on you, space, weightless. You dig? And then they in the bouncy house. And they got the Nerf guns. That's, those are going to simulate um, super ray gun blasters. And the brother number three, he's sitting there like, ha-ha, jump. Jump, you maggots. Jump. <laughs> Reach the moon base. The rebels are attacking. Jump. And then one of the little boys, he falls. Not little boys. I'm sorry. One of the soldiers, he falls down from fatigue. And he's like, keep jumping. And like everybody else still jumping. And then somebody yell, man down, brother number three. Yeah. Brother number three, like, I got it. And he's he's doing that belly crawl. That belly crawl where you crawl on your elbows and your your knees, right? He crawls up in there and he grabs a little boy, and a little soldier, I'm sorry, and drag him out and throw him down, take his helmet off, like, don't you die on me. No. <laughs> and that's that's what he's doing. You know. And what am I doing? Well, I'm sitting there talking to y'all. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna sit here and hold down. Oh, and you know, uh, you know, when I come on the show, I say good morning. You know, I, well, I don't say good morning, but I say how you doing, fam. I ask how you doing. And see, to me, that's a big thing. I, that you have no idea the emphasis I put on good morning or hello or hi, just an acknowledgement. I'm kind of a country bama. I didn't realize that until I heard my voice a couple times. I'm a little country, but I also believe in certain things, certain. If I see you, even if I go to the grocery store, if I go to the gas station, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Some people say, hey, some people don't. Some people acknowledge, some people don't. That's fine. We, we're passing. We're ships in the night. I, I, you, you know, that's fine. But if you're someone I see on a regular basis, a co-worker, a neighbor, uh, yeah, we, we got to establish that. Hello. Good morning. How are you? That's just, that's, that's, uh, that's got to be a thing. I I try to I try to explain this to people, and I say, look, where I'm from, you know, if somebody looking at you and they don't say what's up, then they probably got malicious intent in their heart. So that's why I say, hey, what's up? Give you the head nod. If you don't give me the head nod back, then I'm wary of you. If you don't say nothing back, like I, okay, growing up in the hood, back in my day, but this is unofficial. Back in my day, by nostalgia, like I'll be like. If I saw some people and I felt a little threatened, I'd say, hey, like, now nah, I'm ahead. The gangsters be like, yo, who you, who you nodding your head at, B? Like, okay, that was the wrong move, but it let me know why I stood. Like, don't acknowledge me. You ain't a part of this life. Things might get real. Okay, cool. That carries over into my adult life. If I go to the gas station, I see some gangsters out there. I give them the head nod, what's up? And they say, what's up? And they get the head nod back. Okay, cool. I know we on the same wavelength. You don't want no smoke. I don't want no smoke. Now, if I'm at the job site, Right, I'm at the job site. You know, you know, I'm at the job site. Don't want to be there, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to warm up and get get the day going. And Janice comes in with a cup of coffee. You know, what's up, Janice? And she mumbling, and don't acknowledge me. 
we got a problem. I might say it again, like, hey, what's up, Janet? If you don't say good morning back after you know I've said something to you, to me, this is my brain. It's either good morning or forget you, but we using the other word. That's it. That's the only, there's no, there's no middle ground. Good morning or F you. That's it. And I know people are like, well, Tony, that's kind of an extreme, right? It is, but it's not. I mean, okay, I put it like this. When you was a kid, all right? Again, unofficially brought to you by Nostalgia. When you was a kid, right? When you ran to the room, your mom was sitting there with some adults, right? And you run up in there. You <laughs> run up in there. Mom, can I get some cookies? The first thing your mom said, yo, do you see all these grown people in this house? You know, did you say good morning or hi to Sister Edie and Sister Glenn and Sister... No, you didn't. So you had to say, good morning, Sister Edie. Good morning, Sister Glenn. Good morning, Sister Betty. And then you say, Mom, can I have a cookie? And she'd be like, yes. Okay, cool. That's... You acknowledge your elders, you acknowledge, you know, you, those people. That's just what it was. When you go in, when, when you was a kid, again, brought to you by Nostalgia. <laughs> when you was a kid, when the teacher first came to class, first thing she said was, well, I'm talking about a little kid, kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth, something like that. After fifth grade, teacher came in with a hangover. But they would say, good morning, class. You say, good morning, Mrs. Pepperidge, or whatever your teacher name was. And that's how you start the day. So I was at work one day, and some of my coworkers they just can't they can't wrap their brain around why I put so much emphasis on people saying good morning, All right? So my coworker was trying to tell another lady who doesn't work with us, like, yeah, Tony's really big on good morning. And the woman said, "Well, I feel white woman, I feel that you are making people say good morning to you." I say, well, well, how so? She say, well, maybe someone's having a bad day and they don't want to say hello or good morning. I say, no, I, 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 I can, I get that. That's not a big thing. I say, but uh, you know, Mr. Rogers raised us better than that. And she looked at me like, huh? Like Mr. Rogers, the guy who came in, he said, good morning, neighbor, every day. Took his sweat off, you know. That's your role model, right? That's it. He taught us better than that. She like, well, I feel. I say, well, look, I'm gonna tell you this. You don't have to say good morning. You absolutely, it's within your right not to say good morning. But whatever comes out of this exchange, you got look. In life, you got choices. You can do one thing or another. You can't do one thing and then get upset when something else happens. Because you know, I hate to say this, but I will cuss you out over a good morning. Especially if I know you saw me trying to play me. Like, that's what I used to do with my neighbors. I would go out of my house and I'd take the trash out of something. And I was living around white people. I'd be like, hey, good morning. I didn't want to talk to me anyway, but that's the polite thing to say. They'd be around across the field. They'd look up and wouldn't say nothing. Okay, I'd say again, good morning. They wouldn't say nothing. Okay, cool. I'd have my hand up. And let's just say certain fingers went down. One finger stayed protruding up. I'd be like, hey, Bob. No. <laughs> now, if you did not, if now the thing is, if you say, "Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you say good morning," even though I said it twice, if you if you can't acknowledge the good morning, you can't acknowledge the f you. That's just how I feel, and that's just what it's got to be. That's what it's got to be. So, uh, brother number one, which is me, your messy uncle, 
Um, but trying my best to get better every day. I have decided to get back out there. Not super tough, you know. Um, not even really back out there. Just uh, just put away uh, put away the morning part and get back to the healing part. Uh, but <laughs> I realized I kind of messed up. Um, not not with anyone in general or anything like that. Just uh, I realized okay, I I met someone and um, just friends, just casual, nothing like that. I felt like uh, one of the old. Uh, early 90s sitcoms we say I met someone and then everyone the audience would go ooh well nothing like that but uh, the person uh, she she said well what do you do when you're you know when you get off of work or what do you what do you do to, you know to pass the time and I said well I just I basically I, I'm, I'm in the house but I make notes I jot things down that's what I said and I said, uh, she said, well, what are you jotting notes down for? And I said, uh, I have a podcast. <laughs> and she's like, oh, really? What is it? And I'm like, oh, well, it's Bros 3 Podcast. And, you know, she's like, oh, okay, well, uh, send me a link. And I'm like, okay. And then I sent the link, and then it's like uh, she she was listening. Which, again, I mean, you know, anyone's welcome to the fam. I'm not, uh, you know. I'm not ashamed of what I do, but also I realized uh, if you just meet somebody and they can go back and listen to the last four months of your life, like unedited, you know, when you first meet somebody, it's polite. Open the door, you put the jacket on. Oh, no, after you. No, after you. Oh, I'm a gentleman. I pay for the movies and, uh, you know, have a good night and how was your day and all that type of stuff. But then when you, <laughs> when you hear, you know, the things that people really think, it takes a while to get to that point, and you're kind of emotionally invested most of the time. You know, after six months, and then he belches at the dinner table, and you're like, oh, Jesus, he's kind of a pig. Or, you know, it takes, what, like two, three years for a woman to get comfortable enough to fart around you? A loud fart. Apparently, they pop them silent ones out all the time. Like you'd be driving with a woman, and you'd be like, do you smell something? And they say, no, I don't smell nothing. you be like, oh, I must have hit a skunk or something. Like, there's a skunk, dead skunk in the road. The whole time, they're letting out them silent boys. And then when they really want to test the relationship, you know, y'all sitting there watching TV. Y'all both wearing sweatpants, maybe ate a pizza. You know, whatever. And you're watching your favorite TV show because that's y'all favorite TV show as a couple. And then she just on the couch. She got, she got the blanket on over her legs. Like she might just rip one out, like a loud one, like flop. And then, because y'all so cool, she might grab the, the blanket and fan it towards you. You're like, what are you doing? Oh, no. And then she laughed. And if you if you take that and you're like, oh, okay, that was funny. You know what I'm saying? That means y'all are destined to be, you know? You, but you got to have the time invested. Because first date, if you did that, then, you know, it, it'd probably be over. You wouldn't call you again. So, um, so she was listening and then she was texting me as she was listening. And, you know, a lot of times I say things on this podcast. I don't remember them. Like everything is not etched into my brain. So she sent me something. It said moon, butt waterfall with the smiley crying face. I'm like moon, butt waterfall. What is that? <laughs> so now I'm trying to like jump through 
episodes to see where she is because I got realize like, I don't know what else I said. Like, does she know of my true messiness? I don't know. So then she said, and then I'm sitting in five minutes later, and she said, boy with lisp, LOL. I'm like, boy with lisp. I'm like, what episode is that? So I'm, I'm jumping through episodes. I'm listening to me talking about good morning. Welcome to an episode of the Brother 3 podcast. This ain't it. And I jump. I'm jumping. And then she said something else. I'm like, I, okay. So when she listened, she's like, okay, I kind of get, she texted me. I, I kind of get a sense of your, of your humor. So I found the episode and I had to listen. And now I'm listening. You know how like people used to listen back in the 80s talking about, oh, pop music has devil uh, sounds in it. And if you play it backwards, you can hear messages and stuff. So now I'm listening to it back and I'm like, okay, that was a good episode. Crisis averted. But then I was like, oh, there's 25 more episodes. <laughs> or 24 at that time, I think. And then I asked someone, a younger gentleman, because uh, I work with a couple young people. I say, uh, when you listen to a podcast, do you listen to it from the beginning to the end, or um, from the first episode to the current episode, or do you start at the current episode and work your way back? The, the young man said, typically I start, you know, if I catch an episode that I like, I start there and then work my way back. So I'll say, okay, episode 25, good. And then I'm just saying, like, okay, if you follow that trajectory back to the first episode, that's, it's almost like you, you seeing me revert as opposed to progress, which I'm okay with. But, you know, as a person, just meeting another person, it's like, oh, okay, he seems, you know, confident and intelligent. And then <laughs> you go back to them early days of the podcast, it's, oh, he's a, he's a mess. But you're judging me based on that i don't know i don't know um i just found the interesting that's all but yeah so now i gotta be cautious of what i say because i realize it's uh it's out there anybody can hear it you know my next job i go to you know it might be the future so i might be trying to become a i don't know a, a cyber analyst or something and they say okay well what do you do on your free time Oh, I've been doing a podcast for twenty years. Oh, oh, let's 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 Morgan Freeman that up a little bit. I've been doing a podcast for twenty years. He's like, okay, we'll put you look into the retina scanner because everything's gonna be retina scanner, and then they look into the retina scanner, and then they're gonna put my hand on the chip, and it's gonna read the chip. It's gonna play back the first episodes, and then it's gonna play back to you know to the current episode, I guess, and then I won't get the job. So I got to be more <laughs> mindful of of my content, apparently, which I'm not. But, you know, you take all of me, any person listening, you, you take it all. I'm going to accept you who you are. We're going to accept each other for who we are. I'm going to respect you. Or you're going to respect me. We're going to keep it pushing. So Sunday, right? I get off of work and I'm tired, but I realize I haven't seen my daughter in a while. And Besides the play, I mean, she saw me after the play, but she ran off with her friends. They, she's at that age where, yeah, you you know, you love your parents, but your parents aren't cool. You want to hang out with your cool friends. I get that. Don't like it, but I get it. So I decided I'm going to go see my daughter on Sunday. Now, as I pull up to the house, I get out and I go upstairs to, to where my daughter is. Now, as soon as my daughter sees me, she says, Dad, there's a little boy here. He's autistic. Okay. 
That's fine. My ex-wife, she coming through the hallway. She sees me. She says, this little boy here, he's autistic. Again, that's fine. I don't, I don't know what his, uh, I don't know what, defining what's wrong with him. I don't know if that helps. Let, let his actions speak for himself. He, he might be a great kid, but he just happens to be autistic. He shouldn't be defined by what is quote unquote wrong with him. Just he's just a little boy who happens to have autistic autism. So I go to the living room. I see a woman there. That's that's his mom. So she said, OK, well, you got to excuse my son. He has autism. I do not like when parents do that. Like your kid is so much more than an autistic kid. Let it. Let me see this little boy. Why is he the com the, the topic of conversation before anything like that? There's nothing to be excused yet. I'm just coming to see my daughter. Well, I was wearing my uniform. I just got off of work. This huge, this was not a little boy. He was, I don't, for the young listeners, baby Huey. Y'all don't know who that is. Baby Huey was a baby duck. But he had the body of a full-blown linebacker duck. He wasn't no small. He was like, oh, I'm just a little baby duck. But he was humongous. Imagine the brother from Green Mile. But he had the brain of a toddler. So this little boy come wobbling in there with this big old head. White kid. He comes up in there. And apparently he had taken some things and he wouldn't give them back. Right. He had uh, someone's inhaler. He had a fidget spinner, which I didn't even think those were cool anymore. And he was holding on to him like a toddler would. And he sees me. And he stops. And the mom, it was all like she was narrating um, National Geographic. She was like, oh, he respects male figures. I'm like, OK. So then he slowly walks up to me. So now I don't know what to do. I mean, I'm like, OK, uh. Are you going to give me the fidget spinner? Cause like he's he's about as tall as me, and he's looking me in my eye with this with this toddler intensity, like like ooh, <laughs> like really amazed. I'm like okay, so I look at my daughter, and she kind of shrugs her shoulders. I look at my ex wife, she kind of looks at me like, well, this <laughs> you're part of this problem now. So I'm like, uh, okay, uh, are you going to give me the fidget spinner? He he's still had the eye contact. I guess he realized he was holding a fidget spinner. So he looks down at the fidget spinner, spins it one time, looks back at me. Now I feel like I'm talking to Coco the, the, the gorilla. I'm like, can I have it? And I put my hand out. The little man spins it one more time. I guess he thinking it over. So now I put my hands on it. And he was like, nah, and pulled away. <laughs> okay, cool, not a problem. I say, well, what about the inhaler? Can I have the inhaler? And then little man sees my handcuffs i mean I, I assume he knows what i'm saying and his mom's just sitting there like yeah he's a, he's intrigued by shiny things okay well why don't you keep a, a flashlight in your pocket and bring this big behemoth to you like like the bat signal so anyway he flicks my handcuffs now in my job if you put your hands on me that gives me all out authority to you you touched me you you broke you made contact I'm in my right to make second more, um, more decisive contact. But, you know, that's, that's, he's just a little boy. Well, he's a big boy. So 
He flicks my 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 my, my handcuffs. So I look at Van again. She like, hmm. <laughs> so then my man, I guess he looks back up at me. The shiny thing kind of lost his attention. He looks back up at me. And then he notices my hair. He's a white kid. You know, he puts his hand on my head and kind of pets it like a dog. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is we're doing this now. We're breaking all racial protocol. <laughs> and like he was kind of like in his eyes, his eyes got happy. It's almost like big dog. Like it, I just saw it in his face. I'm like, okay. And then he went to my ears and he pulled my ears just a little bit. It's kind of like he has ears like I have ears, but they're small ears because I got small ears. And his mom, she's sitting there real tall looking like Honey Boo Boo, uh, Honey Boo Boo's mom. And I'm like, Okay, now I'm scared to move because I don't want his gorilla shrimp to rip my ear off. So I'm making eye contact with Zion. I'm making eye contact with my ex-wife. So then I make eye contact with him again. And this is when he does the thing. He takes his little pudgy man fingers, but they sticky like a toddler, and touches my lip. And I was like, oh, if my ancestors could see me now. <laughs> Slap fire out of him. I let him do it. I let him do it. And the bad thing is you ever get close to a toddler's hand. You know somebody's hands are dirty. You know they're dirty. Like they still got like a little sticky to them. And they're kind of warm. And like you don't know. You know that these hands have not just been washed. And it kind of rubbed my lips. It's kind of just. just uh, and then he was kind of like. <laughs> I guess he was like. He's got lips like I got lips. Or a mouth hole. He probably don't know the word lips. He's got a mouth hole. Like, I've got a mouth hole, but he's got big fleshy things on top of his mouth hole. And then, I guess he just decided to take me in as one of his own. Like, if you hang around gorillas long enough, they embrace you as one of their own. He gave me a hug, which was sweet. He gave me a hug, but he was super strong. Like, I, I kind of gave him, like, that church hug where you kind of, okay, buddy, I got you. See you next Sunday. Gave one of them hugs. But then, like, he started squeezing around my neck. <laughs> like, I love big dog with fleshy mouth hole i'm like okay big fella you know i, I love you too and then he squeezed a little bit more i had to squeeze him back like all right now don't don't get suflex now and anyway his mom's like okay well i guess we're gonna go and then like she rocked cradled herself rocked out of the, the, the couch little man gave him the stuff back and then he left you know stomped down the stairs like a again a a 300 pound toddler like yeah boom 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 boom, boom. right so i'm like man what was that <laughs> and uh my daughter said yeah uh, he touched my butt and then my ex-wife was like yeah he touched my butt too and i realized the boy might be autistic but he also got a touch of that fever he wants some brown sugar that's 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 what i'm thinking like uh big butts i like big butts and i cannot lie i like big full lips and uh, something about black people, I love them. And I, I did, I just, <laughs> I drove away feeling real kind of unsure of the situation. I just kept kind of feeling his sticky, stanky fingers across my lips. So this episode was about respect, but sometimes <laughs> you take disrespect just because it's probably easier. And <laughs> now. For the BTP News, your anchor, Ted Koppel, or some famous news guy. 
news anchor is what they're called. Uh, let's see. Now, this segment is basically I, um, I read the news. Well, I don't read the news. I get some headlines that I like, or at least they intrigue me. Uh, sometimes I read the article. Most times I don't. Uh, this is not informed news. If you're looking for informed news, this is not the place to get it. If you want someone to imagine the news, you're in the right place. So let's see what we got here. Um, let's see. Okay. Yeah. Pennsylvania man bulldozed to death for growing 10 marijuana plants. Now, uh, let's see. I'm trying to figure out how did the police get to the bulldozer for this man to get crushed by his bull. First and foremost, anyone losing their life, I'm not making fun of. But with that being said, people do die in funny ways. All right. Like when that man, you know, was in school or something or if they were doing playground safety or fire drills or something, you know, that man... Yo, whenever you hear the sirens, you know, be mindful of your surroundings. Stop, look, and listen uh, before you cross the street. And my man was like, I'm too cool for that. You know, I'd be all right. You know, only a dummy could get hit by uh, a school bus or a fire truck because a fire truck makes the wee, wee, wee sound. You know what I'm saying? Like, I look, I got that. And then from there, he he tended to dismiss what, they, what the protocol was. And the protocol is pretty, if you hear something loud, get out the way. Well, so I'm assuming the police commandeered, <laughs> they were chasing him, right? And I want to say he was holding like 10 plants, like five in each arm. They're like, you'll never catch me. And he running away, right? And uh, yeah, the guy was too quick, too quick for the cop, even though bulldozers aren't quick. But the cop was out of breath. So he jumped on top of things. He said, I'm commandeering this bulldozer. And he pushed the construction out, construction work out the way. And he chased the man down with a bulldozer. But it seemed like you had to run a straight line. Because bulldozers, they're not Ferraris. They don't have racket pinions steering, right? Well, anyway, he died. He got crushed by a bulldozer. That was kind of... <laughs> that was a bad... That was a bad segment right there. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, man slaughtered... Wait a minute. Mob slaughters nearly 300 crocodiles in wildlife preserve after Indonesian man is killed now I saw a picture of this and they had bodies of just crocodiles just stacked up <laughs> like it was a big massive pile now I did have to read this one because there was no way uh, there was no way I couldn't just go into this like blind because it just seemed like the mob got upset and you know it was like you know let's go get some some alligators so no i'm sorry crocodiles there's a difference alligators and crocodiles they have different snouts if you're close enough to see which one is about to eat you i don't think your last thought was like oh thank god it was a crocodile and not alligator but there is a difference alligators have their snouts are more like a's which is they're more sharp and pointed apparently like a triangle and crocodiles are more rounded, like a C. I don't know if that's how to get their names, but just a little FYI fact from your folks at the BTP podcast. I mean, news source. Anyway, all right, so what happened was this dude, he was a 48-year-old man, right? 
I'm not going to say his name, but apparently cats over in Indonesia, they tend to have one name. So I'm not going to try to give him a name. But he went onto the land of the the crocodile reserve, right? So he's going. He was looking for some uh, some grass to feed his cows. This is all true. I'm not making this part up. I'm not making none of this up yet. Uh, <clears throat> he goes into the preserve, and the crocodiles ate him, right? They tore him apart. He said they heard somebody screaming. They went to go see him. By the time it was too late, they had got to him, right? So at his funeral, at the funeral, after the funeral, the village got together, and it was actually a village, dozens of them, and they got together, and they had the funeral. And this is where one family member must have snapped off, and they were like, it must have been that gangster, that gangster relative. Who did it? Who did it? And someone was like, he got ate by that crocodiles. They were like, all right, suit up. So the villagers, they went to their house. They got machetes. They got hammers. What else did they get? They got machetes and hammers. And I want to say just sticks. Just, just, just round out. Three is a good number. So machetes, definitely. Hammers, definitely. Sticks or some kind of pole instrument, right? So... <laughs> Let's talk about Indonesian strip clubs because I'm sure they got poles there too. But that's besides the point. So they run up, they kick in the dough, or the, they kick in the dough of the uh, of the uh, uh, sanctuary, which I guess it was a gate. Kick open the dough, and then they just get to killing. And the crocodile's like, "Would you look at this, right?" And so they beat the first crocodile to death, and they were like, "You know, the crocodile had a name, so Alfred, no." And then from there, they went on to the next one. And then the crocodile's like, skip this, took off. My thing is this, though. If a crocodile's in the water, you know, they're they're apex predators. You're not catching them boys in that water. But I don't know if they was on land or they thought they thought they thought thought things were sweet. Man, but analyzing the situation, do you know how upset or anguished you gotta be for losing a loved one to jump on top of a crocodile with a hammer? And beat it to death. I know the bad thing, the crocodile, because they can't really move backwards. You know what I'm saying? So you probably saw him coming, the crocodile, a, a mob full of villagers, pissed off. And he was like, no, 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 no. We're trying to back it up. And somebody jump on your face? Because you got you to gotta aim for the head, right? You got to crack. But crocodiles have, like, the hardest skulls. Like, even the swamp people. Like, you got to shoot them in the right spot. You can't just hit a crocodile on top of the head and crack his head. Like, no, you got to get on. And, but the thing is, somebody had that skill. Someone had that skill set. The jump on top of the crocodile, like, mm-mm, where's the sweet spot? Where's the sweet spot? Back up! You know, I'm assuming they hit him with the claw part. And, um, you know, the other alligators, you know, ran off because the, the, they killed 300. They killed babies and full-grown alligators. So it wasn't just they just had on some big shoes and stomped on some baby alligators. They went to, they, everybody can feel this. Everybody can get this. Yaka, 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 next, yaka, 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 next. And then they piled them all on top of each other. And, you know, the family was like, you tell them. You tell them you mess with us, you get it. And that was, it was funny. Like, I just, <laughs> to me, because when they put the alligators on top of each other, they had them belly up. <laughs> all right. So, let's see. Um, final one. Final one. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, okay. Mr. Papa John back in the news. Uh, 
Pop John's founder kicked out of his office. And that's that's the end of the story. And <laughs> I know you're saying, Tony, he got fired. Of course, he got kicked out of his office. Yeah, but he got kicked out by security. So everyone's like, yeah, of course. He got kicked out. He got scored out of the building by security. Like, what's, the, what's, what's so funny about that? Think about it. There's a good chance that the person that kicked him out was probably black. Big black dude. Probably was an ex-football player and broke his leg. Didn't make it to the NBA. But every day, he opened up the door for uh, Mr. Papa John, you know. Like, oh, how you doing, Mr. Papa John? He's like, oh, that's fine. You know, everything's good. Okay, cool. See you later. Then when the, when the the the, the corporation closed at night, he probably opened the door. Okay, have a good one, Mr. Papa John. And he probably secretly hated Mr. Papa John, you know. And then you know, all of a sudden, Papa John comes up to his office like, oh, I'm just gonna. Like, no, you got to get off these premises. Like, what do you mean? Yo, no, you got to go. Call security. And who was security? Daryl. Daryl, hit him over the walkie-talkie. Say, yeah, what's up? We got a ten ten and and third quadrant. Oh man, that's Papa John's office. Okay, he goes up there, and then like Papa John's like, well, this is preposterous. I don't want to like I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. And they look at Daryl. They're like, Daryl, would you please escort Mr. Papa John off the premises? And Daryl got a smile on his face, like I would be delighted. Grabbed him by the little arm and pulled him. He's like, come on, Daryl, you know me. Yeah, I know you. I know what you did. Get out of here. And I want to say he threw him, like, you know, like on the curb. He probably didn't, but it makes me smile. So anyway, that is another episode of Brothers 3 Podcast. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, please visit us visit us on our social media, Bros 3 Pod. That's Instagram. The Brothers, no, the Bros 3 Podcast at gmail.com. Drop us a line. If you got the Anchor app, please leave us a voice message. You find you might find yourself on one of the episodes. I'm still trying to figure out how to work it in because we're getting kind of a tight little, a little, uh, what's the thing when you, the way things work out? Format. But I still love hearing from all y'all. I want y'all to do good. I want y'all to be good. I want y'all to be good to each other. It's good talking to y'all. I can't wait to talk to y'all again. Um. Yeah, that's it. All right, bye.